0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Manchester is Red podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host, Rich Fay, and I'm delighted to be joined in sunny Belgrade by Samuel Luckhurst. Hello. And it was an interesting game at the Partisan Arena last night, a good atmosphere on the pitch. You didn't quite uh, live up to it with the, the match action, but a uh, vital away win for United uh, ahead of this uh, horrid run of fixtures away from home.
1: Absolutely. There there seems to be quite a few supporters moaning that they just spent 90 minutes of their life watching that but it was never going to be pretty, you, you saw the squad that come out here, you've seen United's form you've seen United's form the last 6-7 months they weren't just going to come, uh, come out here at, at a pretty hostile stadium, and play Partizan off the park. I think Partizan have only lost one home game all season as well. But I thought United actually cope with <clears throat> the actual intensity of it pretty admirably. Um, if, if anything, g- given what we witnessed in the press box, the, the, the escapism was out on the pitch. Um, there, there, was, there was one Serbian heavy who, uh, I don't know what... And he was, was heavy also. He, 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 yeah, he yeah. I don't know what he'd taken, but thankfully some of his compatriots managed to... Um, uh restrain him and pull him away from the, the, the couple of journalists that he was he, he was actually what I think confronting is putting it mildly mm. it, it was it was it was unpleasant but fortunately it calmed down as for the partisan supporters I, th- I don't think I've ever seen witness an atmosphere like that um, I was at Sevilla last year and was extremely impressed by them the choreography the, the just the sheer loudness of them but I think it was on a different level out here just the the, the, the timing the choreography in the scarves simultaneously when all that ticker tape came raining down which looked like Argentina 78 uh, it was it was great and I think when you factor all of that in when you, uh, you know, actually have the privilege of experiencing the stadium and the atmosphere United can be very very pleased with getting that win and particularly because they have got three more away games coming up on the spin
0: yeah of course so, so United <laughs> haven't won away from home since that game in, in Paris all this time ago. Mm-hmm. Pakistan had were unbeaten in their last 11 European home games going into it so do you think it was a good result regardless of uh, of, like you said the fans some negativity because it was dull You know, they only had one shot on target which was the penalty maybe they are fortuitous but when you have luck's as out as United have been and they've been as bad as they've been then it doesn't really matter how
1: you win at all completely agree Uh, the performance was always going to be secondary and as I said when you factor in that statistic about Partizan's own home record the players United will without as well there's uh, look, I know it's easy to moan about United and it's easy to moan about Europa League games when I don't think there'll be too many United fans that have been rushing home from work to beat the uh, beat the traffic or you know, get an early train home just so they could watch that game it's the Europa League it's it's away from home it's at U- UK time was five to six kickoff. off you know it. it's the Europa League is pretty unashamed in how dire the group stages are um, it's, it's a pretty good competition when it gets to the last last 16 I'd say not even the last 32 from then on it's you know it's back to the UEFA Cup the knockout format but the group stages d- does drag um, there were very very few inspiring games in there uh, I think the, the only ones the Arsenal game last night <clears throat> as an example was a spectacle in that Arsenal chasing the game they came from behind yeah. to, to win late on um, that's, that's the only way you're going to get excited watching the Europa League I, I just don't I, I do understand it but I've got no time for it all this exasperation about why did he play Lingard oh it's embarrassing yeah. that Brandon Williams is at a better player I mean I, I, I'm the one who usually looks at the negatives but for going off last night you immediately have to go to the positives yeah. they've, they've won they've won away from home they've won their first game in six or seven I think it was in regulation time as well um you know, it's, it's not a win to save or it's not a win to get excited about by any stretch but it's a step in the right direction and the fact that Williams was the one who pretty much uh, engineered the win as well in, in only his second start that's that's a huge positive that's an awful lot for United to be proud of a kid who's 19 from Crumpsall, captained the youth team last mm. year went to Belgrade last year um, on, on the 60th anniversary of the Munich Air Disaster and was at the Majestic Hotel with the Busby Bay stayed, went to the museum, observed the in its silence and it's almost as if that kind of influenced his his intent, the intent that he showed last night because he was very good and as Oskar said he was man of the match.
0: Yeah of course and I guess the, uh, the caveat with it people oh, we'll go on to Williams and Garner now but they've got maybe more of a point to prove than people like Jesse Lingard who just wants to get through in 90 minutes and be as fit as he can to, to build momentum for the next few weeks but uh, you said Williams he was pivotal in winning the penalty for the goal what do you make of him and Garner and what do you think the, uh, the immediate future holds for them in regards to the first team
1: I think Garner's start First off, you know, it was well-timed on the day. Emmanuel Matic is on a sunbed in Dubai posting a selfie of him and his wife on on a match day when he's supposed to be... uh, I mean, Solskjaer hasn't actually explained why he's in Dubai. He just said last week he's carrying an injury, but he's only missed one game with an injury. It was not a good look, and I think there'll be quite a few United fans who'll be of the opinion that he can stay in Dubai. Uh, Garner's start was overdue it, it was you know it was a, it was a flawed performance it, it wasn't uh, the most polished of the first starts from a teenager but what I liked about him was that he was trying to move the ball forward he was mm. forward thinking with his passing he was taking risks they weren't always coming off but the intent was there whereas with Matic you just you've just become accustomed to him passing the ball sideways or, or going backwards um so it was it was good to see him finally get a start, and I thought it helped having somebody alongside him as well. You've got that again, another academy graduate who's. Who's come through and has already accrued quite an awful lot of experience, but Williams was the was the standout. And in fairness, since he's come into the first team setup, he's he's done well in pretty much every game. Um, and that's playing as as a left back and as a left wing back. But he, I think he tallied quite a few assists in the under twenty threes before mm-hmm. he made the step up this season. So he certainly got that attacking intent. And if anything, he's probably more of an attack minded back than, than Wan Bissaka, who cost them £45 million
0: yeah of course I guess the uh, the other positive for Brandon Williams is that the left back area is one which looks particularly weak in the United squad and it is one that I know many fans said that before the end of the season they'd like to see him pushing Luke Shaw mm. for that starting spot do you think there is a realistic chance I know it's very early on but that Williams could, could make the grade at United and become a, a, a key member of their Premier League squad at least
1: I certainly think he's, a going off what we've seen so far, a credible competitor, for sure. Uh, he quickly outgrew under-23 football. When you do that, that's always a positive sign when you're making that leap pretty much from youth team to, to first team. Um, Shaw was just too brittle. Uh, I think it was about three or four weeks ago now that he came back into full training. And you know that United are quite confident of the players' fitness if they have pictures of them go up on Getty which is the case with Shaw but now he's gone back to Dubai you wonder I mean, Solskjaer is not transparent with injury news or team news like that but you wonder whether he's had a setback there but if it is it's another in a long list of of injuries and setbacks since he came to United Um, there are justifiable qualms about the conditioning of the United players I think about a dozen of them have have picked up injuries already this season which is far far too many before the clocks have gone back so it is an opportunity for Williams I think also it's an opportunity for, for Young to get another year's contract because say what you will about him, he's not a left back, no he's not a right back, he is a filler but his athleticism, and, he's, and crucially as well, his fitness is still better than a lot of the players, probably the majority of the players in the squad. Um, so, and, and he's 34. And I think he, he actually has the right mentality. Uh, he tries to G players up during games. Uh, there's, there is that leadership. That, there are those leadership traits there that, that others don't have. And it is a very young squad. But Williams would be the one that you would look to, given that he is only 19. I still suspect, come Norwich on... Sunday it will be Young who plays at left back unless Shaw makes a drastic recovery. Look, he's he, we all know he's not going to play. If you've been in Dubai and you've not been training with your teammates, Thursday Sunday game it, it would be remarkable if he were to come back straight in if he is fit. So I, I would imagine that Young will be the one who comes back in for the league game. Um, I can't remember if he travelled out here, but. Or not. <laughs> I, 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 you know yeah. the, the, the very minor details, but anyway, uh, you would imagine he would start. But from Williams's perspective, Solskjaer said back in May when they were relegated to the Europa League that he would use that as a breeding ground for, for teenagers, and he didn't even mention Williams then. So the fact that he's already started two Europa League games uh, is, is, you know, great great progress made.
0: Yeah, well, we said that uh, it'd be a night maybe that only Williams and Garner remember fondly, given it as the, their first proper taste, maybe. Uh, but uh, Harry Maguire, captain of the side at the back, but it was a performance that was maybe a bit iffy from him uh, overall. Really, uh, first off, not that convincing, but to the towards the end, he did rally their troops quite well, and it was quite a solid defensive. Uh, Display really uh, even under the bombardment from the home side.
1: It it was a strange one because they they kept a clean sheet and they did have to weather a fair bit of pressure here and there. But none of the centre backs were particularly outstanding. I thought Rojo was probably the strongest of the three. As as you were saying, United going to a back three might have reprieved him and that he's left footed. He's the opportun- he, at the moment anyway. He's the obvious player to play there. Maybe not when two and fit fit. Um, so that helped. But Maguire he committed a really silly foul early on and he's start and he's pointing at the ball and he's actually trying to make a big thing of it where if anything, that might just get the crowds back up even more and you know, whip up the intensity. So he was clumsy at times when he was left on his backside by um I can't remember the past hands forward's name, but in the second half and, and Romero obviously had to make the save. It was probably the poorest I've seen him play for United. Um didn't, it didn't start brilliantly where you obviously forgot the coin toss and you. you I mean, it'd be amazing if you think, God, is that going to actually affect his performance? I wouldn't have thought so, it's just that he, he had an off night but he still had an off night and, and managed to keep a clean sheet and again, Phil Jones, there were times where he was all over the place, his positioning there was abysmal. was a step in
0: the first half, wasn't it? He tried midfield, lost the ball, <sighs> part was and the they had this clumsy yellow yeah. card, there was two penalty appeals I think against him for handballs which I yeah, think the, part kind of, like, the crowd
1: were yeah, furious. It, it, J- Jones will never change I mean the, the, the contract that they gave him I think Ryan Giggs actually um, since he's left United when Rojo was brought up in conversation he kind of like shook his head put his hand to his head to so say what the hell were we thinking signing him and you would imagine there are some of the club who are having that reaction when they remember the four and a half year contract they gave Jones in, in February yeah. He, he has to be a player that they look to, to sell next year or, or loan out next year I mean, Smalling's playing at a pretty good level for Roma and, and seems to think he's got half Half a chance of getting it, getting back in at United, but one of those two, the squad next season. If if both are still in the United squad, oh, that's then right. they're right behind left. schedule.
0: Yeah, um, we spoke, or well, you spoke briefly just before about uh, maybe Luke Shaw this weekend and the way the United have been managing players that return to fitness. Were you surprised last night to see Anthony Marshall start as the uh, the striking option for United because he looked quite off the pace? I know he his penalty was really really composed, it was a nice one that he finished, but to me he just looked well off the pace and he still doesn't look fully fit which is a concern ahead of this uh, like we say, this packed fixture schedule
1: yeah I think he did need the minutes but he clearly wasn't fully fit so there was an element of risk and I think that would have been reflected in a lot of reports and pieces out here had he not scored the penalty he scores the penalty and he bumps himself up to a 6 out of 10 but that's that's all it was it it really was a 6 out of 10 performance from him by virtue of him scoring a penalty and it being the only goal of the game he was off the pace he was very tentative Uh, Lingard was as well two players coming back from injury Solskjaer's fallen into that trap before at most memorable game would probably be the Wolves FA Cup game in in March whereby I think three of the front six had just come back from injury and it clearly showed and they went out of the FA Cup so you can afford to take that risk I suppose a little bit more than just a Europa League group game but if Marshall breaks down then questions asked again of the, uh, the, the fitness staff and of Solskjaer's decision making especially when he didn't even start Greenwood which I think everybody was, was slightly surprised Did by Do you see
0: that as a compliment or a negative that Greenwood was
1: rested for a Europa League game now? Do you think it was just maybe I think there's an element of both there um, I, I'd hesitate to say he was outright rested for it but the fact that he didn't start, maybe Solskjaer is thinking if Marshall doesn't get through this and isn't in the right frame, isn't in the right condition for Norwich, then Greenwood is the one who's, who's elevated above him in, in in the pecking order for that game. I wouldn't be surprised if Marshall. I mean, we're recording this now, so the embargo is going to be lifted. I mean, Solskjaer did talk about um, in the pre-Norwich section of the press conference about possibly playing Marshall and Rashford as a strike mm. partnership. I think it. I think going off last night it would be too early at Norwich um, especially given how well James did with rashford um, again against Liverpool last week so you could you could probably see Marshall on the bench again and then he's eased back in he starts against Chelsea and then if he's ready for Bournemouth on Saturday I know Wednesday to Saturday it's pretty much the same recovery time as as a Thursday Sunday but mentally it feels it feels longer so then maybe he starts at Bournemouth but um from Solskjaer's perspective, he has to see it as a positive that he has more attacking options and someone like James has shown that he can play quite quite well in a front two, albeit an unorthodox front two.
0: Yeah, like you said, the, uh, the big game now, the attention's turned to Norwich on Sunday. I uh, said before the game against Partizan that Pogba won't be available, but de Gea will be back for that one. Uh, what do you make of United's chances ahead of the game? Because Norwich have played better against the bigger sides and struggled mm. against people like Aston Villa, the lower sides. So I guess the fact United
1: are 14th in the league, you might expect them to get <laughs> yeah. a comfortable win away at Carrow Road. It, it's a strange one that when you actually look at the breakdown of Norwich's results this season, they've only won two games, which yeah. were against uh, Newcastle, who were real... No we we lose lose that day. Newcastle, would they? Well, uh, that was I think that was the second match week of the season yeah, as well. His hat-trick, wasn't it? Yeah, and then, of course, there was the City game where, in fairness to Norwich, they had the benefit of coming up against Ottoman D and Stones. It's, it's weird, even though Norwich have got this terrible record, they've had an awful lot of injuries recently, and Aston Villa, who were the third promoted side from the Championship, wiped them 5-1 at Carrow Road. You still look at it as a fixture that's going to be really tough United, and... There's probably going to be a lot of pessimism among United fans going into it because it is Norwich away. They saw what happened at Newcastle away. They, I think it will be on uh, Sunday. Literally eight months to the date since they last won in the Premier League away from home at, at Palace. I think it was the 27th of February. So it's it wouldn't surprise me if United don't win that game. As I said before, Newcastle to, to colleagues. Um, I would more faith in them getting a positive result against Liverpool than mm. against Newcastle. And that's exactly what happened, even though there was there was an element of disappointment because Liverpool scored five minutes from time. But it, it's, it's going to be a difficult game. It does help that... I mean, if you were to try and guess what the team will be, you would say most of the first-teamers are starting that game, even though the, the system has, has changed. But wan is playing Maguire, Lindelof, De Gea, um, McTominay, Rashford, James. That's seven first-teamers, I think you'd say. Marshall, possibly, so that's eight. Pereira was rested last night, wasn't he? was rested. Um, I, think, <laughs> you know, I think people will have to probably reluctantly accept going yeah. off the last couple of months, he is a 1st First teamer, so it's it's the bulk of your first team, with the exception of probably Shaw and Pogba. So he's got options, good options. Um, the bench should look a bit more threatening than it has done in recent weeks as well. So they should certainly be confident of going there and getting a result because let's face it, that they, they are Man United. They've just got that away win, that elusive away win in Belgrade. Yes, you can factor in the traveling and everything, but look, they've they've not got a get a connection today at frankfurt airport or anything like that they That's went straight true. after That's the game
0: speaking from
1: a bitter experience yeah. yes I mean, yes we've, we've had to sort of
0: rush recording the podcast now but we might have a few hours in frankfurt airport yeah. if things don't yeah. go our way later on anyway. unfortunately
1: yeah but bonus section of the podcast yeah i'm sure we could come back for that after
0: <laughs> hours maybe uh. uh but yeah you uh, spoke about maybe how expectations are quite low this weekend but do you think it is one it, what is your actual prediction for the game so I mean, maybe you don't have to give scores or anything but um, what outcome do you think
1: God, the sun's shining we're in Belgrade I know we're I know positive, it's or... the, the, it's, it's, I'm in danger of getting swept up by the optimism on the pre-season tour uh, I'd, I'd still probably say draw yeah I think I do think however ridiculous it is that Wednesday Saturday games are no different from Thursday Sunday games it just has that element of Oh no, we've got yeah. to, and also we've got to travel to Norwich Even though, again, it's just a flight, it's not that far away But it's another night in a hotel, you know what footballers can be like And Norwich, yeah, United are a little bit small-time because they get themselves up for the big games Norwich are a little bit small-time because they got themselves up for that City game and, and beat them 3-2 So it's it's kind of like a clash of small-time mentalities there, in a way uh, so I can I can just see it Being a draw But if United do Get the win um, I think even The The whingy Contingent On Twitter Will actually uh, Come away from it and, and have Just pure positivity We shall
0: see uh, uh, I guess the good news For United fans Is it's not on TV In the UK At least on yeah. some definitely So you can follow All the action at the Manchester Evening News. Samuel, you'll be making the trip to Cara Road. Well, I'm sure yes, hear from you. Charlotte. Yeah, That will be a treat. I think Monday or Tuesday we'll do our, our next podcast. But uh, thank you very much for joining us today, Samuel. Thank you. Thank you very much as well to you for listening to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, then please do that. And do please also leave a review on the uh, on your relevant podcast platform. But yeah, that's all for today. Thank you very much for joining us here from Belgrade. And we'll be back early next week to reflect on the weekend performance. watch.